You know, it wasn't that long ago that I was stuck in the nine to five grind, waking up every single morning filled with dread, with that pit in my stomach, not looking forward to the rest of the week, spending all day Sunday, dreading Monday, thinking I'm working harder than ever, yet my bank account never seems to grow. And I was so sick and tired of working for someone else, helping a company and a CEO get rich, while every single month seemed to be a financial struggle. And I remember in the middle of the workday, every once in a while, I would have to go and get this huge Starbucks order to bring to an office. And I would see people at Starbucks with their Lululemon leggings in the middle of the day wondering what the heck are they doing that they can just relax all day and run to Starbucks? And how do I do that? How do I create that life for myself where I don't have to use my vacation days just to go visit my daughter at her school function or go to a doctor's appointment? How do I quit trading my time for money? How do I start living fully now instead of living for this job that makes me stressed out and miserable? And all I could dream about was being able to take my family on vacations to Disney and go with my husband to the beach in the middle of the week when it wasn't super crowded. I wanted to manifest a life I didn't need a vacation from. And as you know, I have fully embraced that lifestyle. And now I am teaching it to all of you. You see, I learned how to embody the mindset, the vibration, the frequency of a millionaires. And I learned that as you embody this and as you get your energy aligned with it, you can step in to that lifestyle and the abundance follows. It is the energy. It is the frequency shift that comes first. Not working harder, not taking action. It all starts with alignment. So I am hosting a six-week intensive program with my friend, fellow coach Stacy Failing, and we are going to help women transform their life by embracing this millionaireist mindset, stepping into the vibration of money, and making 2023 their best fucking year ever. So if you want in, then I suggest you go to the link in the show notes and sign up ASAP because if you sign up as a VIP member and get into our VIP group, you are going to get some special benefits and we're opening doors to you first so you can claim your spot. So go to the link in the show notes or just simply text VIP to 844 9210323 I will see you inside the Millionaires Mindset Mastermind. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Vanessa Venninger with us. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. This has been a long time coming. I think we met like months ago in book club. And your friend, Katie Fenske, shout out to Katie. Um, she kind of introduced us because you do a women's circle that she has been joining for a while. So of course I was super interested in that. And I know you and I had 
chatted a little bit and I was like, okay, we should have recorded that conversation because we are like so aligned with so many different things. And, um, I just want to dive into all of it, but before we do, why don't you just kind of give everyone like a little overview on your background and then how you ended up like getting involved in the law of attraction and this whole women's circle thing. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I, I laugh because I think, I feel like I'm like a superhero and I have like these like double lives. Cause for like the last 15 years, I've been, um, an elementary school teacher. So I've been like trained in, you know, working with, you know, early childhood education, working with kids. I've really loved my work with like kids and families. Um, but when I was in my early twenties, I've always been a seeker. I've always been someone who just, craved knowing more about life, knowing more about like the things that we don't see. Um, I was raised Catholic and I now I'm, I'm not a practicing Catholic, but I really appreciate how I was um, raised in that because I, I had such an experience in the spiritual, in all of the different things that God or, you know, whatever you call God can be. And so when I was in my early twenties, I first got um, introduced to the law of attraction through Abraham Hicks, a girl, one of my first spiritual friends, she was like, well, have you heard of Abraham? If you haven't heard of Abraham, they are, um, they're a spiritual um, being, spiritual teaching that talk a lot about the law of attraction. And I'm actually going to see them December 3rd. I'm so never seen them in person and they're coming to Orlando and I am like so psyched up for it. I can't wait. It's such a high, I've, I've gone to see her once. So, so Abraham is this entity of kind of, um, I don't know, maybe divine energetic beings. I don't know if that's necessarily how they call themselves, but that's how I feel them. And they're channeled by this woman named Esther Hicks. And it used to be Esther and her husband, Jerry, um, were on the road and he was like the tech guy. They were the sweetest little couple and um, you could just feel their love for each other. And Abraham spoke through them with them and they're amazing. Like their, their ability to trans um, transmute this philosophy is really impactful and powerful. And Jerry has passed. It's been a while now, but Esther is still doing the work and I'm so excited for you. I've seen them once and um, it's a really, it's really interesting being in these um, kind of like, conferences or whatever there's a it's a really like high vibe crowd um and also like really calm and peaceful at the same time so I'm really excited for you I can't wait to hear like how it goes but essentially like Esther and um Abraham were one of my first teachers from the law of attraction and and at the same time in my life I also um found this spiritual philosophy called science of mind and it was this it's this really beautiful philosophy by um a philosopher called Ernest Holmes um, from like the early 1900s, where it focused all about your mind and how mindset is everything and your word is your wand. And that if when we can, can really like be conscious of the thoughts that we're thinking um, and really I know one of my spiritual teachers used to say like, stand guard the portals of your mind. Mm, I you love that. Really like be be really tend to and care what are the quality of your thoughts um so when you know in my early 20s leaping into abraham and learning about science of mind and having kind of this like explosion of like 
oh my gosh, this is what spirituality can be. This is what God can be. It's not necessarily this, like you're doing it wrong. And there's all these rules to follow. And to be a good person, you have to be this. It's like leading with the heart and leading with like, let me just get quiet for a second. Let me breathe. Let me come to a place of stillness and ask like, what is it that I can, what, what is it that I need to know? That like kind of started my process of like, okay, what is meditating? What is intuition? What, you know, all these things. So that led me down this path of, you know, um, I, I became super involved in this um, spiritual center that taught the science of mind. I took like all of their classes. I started becoming, you know, like a, a, an affirmative prayer coach with them. I, you know, worked with their youth ministry because of course I like always have this heart for kids. And that led me to like all these other little life experiences. I um, parent coaching, conscious parenting. I became a yoga teacher in that time. Um, and so when we, when I first got married, my husband, um, who I've been with for almost like 20 years now, which is so wild. Um, he's Swiss. And when we got married, I moved to Switzerland and I lived there for three years. And so that was a really cool time in life where I was teaching internationally. I was teaching first grade at this awesome international school. And then I had just gotten this yoga certification and I was in this new country all by myself, you know, and, um, I was like, you know, I'm going to start kind of teaching yoga so that I have something for myself here, something that's not just, you know, newlywed life, but something I can like channel kind of my energy into. And so um, that, I think yoga teaching really kind of opened me up to coaching one-on-one and tapping into these because yoga is such a beautiful practice the philosophy of yoga there's so much that goes hand in hand with all these concepts of um letting life live through you being the conduit for what kind of energy do you want to put out into the world what do you want to receive so I just got really swept up in um in you know all of these different philosophies and um and so fast forward to now, I, um, I've been, I've just been living, I've been living the, these philosophies like for almost 20 years now. And, you know, I just, it's interesting. I, I'm a mom now. I have uh, two boys that are five and seven. And for me, um, motherhood has been a journey. I feel like my oldest is seven and I am just now like, shaking off like the postpartum, you know, like it's been a ride. It's been a ride. And um, and so I'm really grateful for all of the years that I had while I was dating my husband long distance from California to Switzerland, um, before we got we we got married and before we had kids. And I was really devoted to my own personal spiritual practice. I was really devoted to, I want to know as much about myself. I want to know that I am operating from a place of like feeling good before I go into whatever these, you know, whatever marriage is going to be, whatever kids are going to be. And well, if I am not grateful for all that work there, I think to myself now, like, their motherhood has been so humbling to me. And I think, gosh, I am writing on the, on my own coattails of energy work that I did 
for years before this, because this shit is hard. Yeah. Motherhood is hard. And tell me about it. (laughs) And yeah, I know, you know, right. I mean, any, any, any person that, that caretakes for young kids, it's, it's, it's a lot. Right. And so for me, um, I really, at this point in my life, I am so grateful for all of the different types of practices that I've learned over the years through meditation, through prayer, through breath work, through yoga, through, um, which has led to also so many different things. Um, You know, the law of attraction, I feel like there's so many avenues to it. There's not, in my mind, there's not one way to do it or explore it or live it, you know? Like I know for myself for a really long time, there was a time in my life for like years where like I would get up, go pee and then get on a meditation cushion and like spend the first 20 minutes of the morning, like in just silent meditation. And I, you know, it took years to get to that, Yeah. but I spent, you know, every morning like clockwork. Um, And then fast forward to being a mom with two little kids and feeling crushed that I couldn't find it in me to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, something is wrong with me. I used to be this person that could, that, you know, could sit and, and do these things and had this really focused practice. And a bigger part of me knew that that was my practice, that mm-hmm. motherhood was the practice mm-hmm. and that I had to really be gentle and gracious with myself and say, it's okay. This is exactly where you're supposed to be. Being present in this moment is where you're supposed to be. Um, But I really struggled with that. And so I've learned that intention is everything. Intention is everything. And, um, you know, just anything can be a practice, really. You know, like now I'm one of these people, it's really hard for me to drink water. I'm not naturally a water drinker, but so like whenever I have a glass of water, it's like, oh my gosh, it's just the ritual of cleansing, the ritual of self-care, the ritual of nurturing myself. And I take just a silent moment in my head, super quick to just set the intention. Like I'm taking care of myself right now by taking a sip of this water. And it's like nobody to anybody else. It's like, oh, I'm just taking a sip of water. Right. But I've found little ways to do that. So to answer your question, sorry, this is super long winded, but um, I love it. I feel like I, um, I, now I live this life of, I I'm still a school teacher. I'm, I'm transitioning my way out of that life because, um, now that my kids are in a stage where again, like I've kind of come up for air a little bit, um, I'm really starting to lean way more into my coaching, way more into, um, gathering with women, as you were mentioning, um, with women's circles and, um, and just integrating all of, all of this lived experience, you know, into really supporting other women, um, supporting other women through circle work facilitation and one-on-one, um, spirit coaching is what I really have a passion for. Um, it's where I feel like the work doesn't feel like work, you know? Yeah. When you're doing what you love, it's like, it really doesn't feel like work. I mean, sometimes my husband will say that like, oh, you left the corporate world because you didn't like the nine to five, but now like 24 seven you're working. But I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't feel like it. Like I would be doing this even if it wasn't my job and I wasn't getting paid because I love what I'm doing. And to your point, I love that you touch on the mother thing 
because I have struggled. My, the entire, you know, experience that I've had as a mom has been a wonderful experience that comes with a lot of struggles that nobody that I knew was talking about. And that's the thing. I feel like as women, we are really tough and we think we can take it all and do it all and, and just give, give, give and completely deplete ourselves. And I found like with my first daughter, um, there was always this guilt because I worked all the time. And so it was like, when I wasn't at work, I felt like I had to be, you know, on it even more so to make up for the lost time. And I left nothing for myself. I had no practice for myself whatsoever, no outlet. And when I left the corporate world and I had Aiden and Amelia, um, Aiden was a tough baby. (laughs) And I did kind of fall into that, you know, depression and just like lost a little piece of myself, but it was through everything that we're doing now and the inner tribe and just meeting, you know, you all that kind of helped me come back to myself and realize that when I'm grounded and it doesn't matter how, like, that's the thing. It's like, we always talk about all these rituals and they're all great, but the ritual doesn't really matter. It's just getting back to that state of like, I'm going to take a moment for myself. And if I do that, everything else will be okay. And when I didn't do that with my oldest, I would snap more. I would be grumpy more. I wouldn't show up as the best mom and the best wife and the best version of myself because I was so depleted. And so now I've kind of learned that like, okay, if I take care of my own well-being, my own spiritual well-being, um, everything in my life just seems to flow better. So that, I mean, that was really my whole reason for starting the inner tribe was because it was like, I needed that outlet where other people got it. And, you know, so now I'm connecting with all these other women and moms and business owners. And I just feel like finally I found my people that just understand. And just that alone, I think has been so helpful. And I think as women, we need to talk about it more and just realize we don't have to be a superhero and we can talk about the difficult things and we can all sort of like lean on one another. And that's totally okay. So I just love that you're like vocal about sharing that like, yeah, it's great, but it's hard, (laughs) you know, it's a struggle. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think we, yeah, I, I think there's this, this idea that we just have to have it all put together. We have to look, you know, we just have to like keep put on the good face and like, okay, like just like, okay, I'm doing it. And the reality is we're all human and it's hard. Like life is hard. Motherhood is hard. And, you know, I know for myself growing up, I've always been a really like optimistic, um, you know, like forward thinking person, like really kind of like peppy personality. And I remember growing up, my friends would always be like, oh my God, you love everything. Well, everything's <laughs> exciting to you. And at the, when I was younger, I was just like, yeah, well, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, and as I've gotten older, I've realized, gosh, I'm really grateful for this disposition that I was um, I was granted because it life is hard. It really is. And in my um, in my late twenties, I was um, diagnosed with tuberculosis, which is so wild. Wow. Like, no, I didn't know anything about it because mm-hmm. before I got it, and um, it was a crazy journey. Um, it was like two years of intensive, crazy, like cancer grade treatment. Um, and it was very similar to COVID. I spent like six months of ice in isolation the first six months. 
And it was a really transformative time in my life because I had been doing all this spiritual work up until that point. Mm -hmm. And um, I was dating my husband long distance. And I just had this feeling like we, and we dated long distance from California, Switzerland for six years. Oh, wow. That is a long time. It's wild. It's funny because I say it now. I'm like, holy moly, like what in the hell? (laughs) Like I say it now and it's like, well, how did we do that? Uh Um, It seems like a lifetime ago, but um, I, I, I'm all this to say that I went through this space and time where like my, like I know that I was lovesick. I was not feeling like I was breathing in my life the way that I wanted to. I was like wanting to be with him, wanting to start this new phase of life. But like, we had this kind of plan of like, okay, well, you know, we both got it. He was finishing school and I was starting my teaching career and all these things, but life got hard life. That was my first real dose of like, this is hard. Like you have this life-threatening illness. You're far away from, you know, this person that you love. And it was my first real intense dose in my life of like, shit gets really real sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's all about your mindset and who you surround yourself with, you know? Yes. So um, I really, I, and I really learned in that space of like, um, I saw where, because I do believe that to a certain degree, we do attract, we do attract illness and disease to us, um, not necessarily intentionally, you know, no one goes out wanting to be sick, but I think sometimes the thoughts that we think and the habits that we keep doing sometimes unconsciously, we attract things and experiences to us to help us like, kind of like recognize the th- places in our lives where we're not in alignment with ourselves. And then do the work to kind of dig ourselves out, you know? And so one of the things I really learned in that experience was that um, I was sugarcoating a lot of stuff. Like I was so used to like, oh, it's all good. Like I was spiritually bypassing things because I was like, it's okay. Like it's, it's meant to be that way. It's it, you, you can, you, you know, just keep, just work a little harder, just, you know, okay, just put a little more energy. And, um, and I really learned like, you gotta be real. You know, like, yes, I'm still, I'm, I'm still your go-to girl. If you need a cheerleader, if you need someone to like pump you up, I'm, I still think it's definitely amazing to be positive minded for sure. I think we will get so much farther in life when we have an attitude that like anything is possible. I've got this, I can do this, but the reality is that life is hard. It really is. Things will come at us that we're not expecting. And, um, this all goes back to this idea that you were talking about motherhood, where it's just like that it is hard and that people don't talk about it. And so I feel like I've learned through my life experiences that, gosh, I just feel so much more whole and more just, it sounds kind of cheesy, but just kind of connected to myself when I'm being really honest with myself. And I'm acknowledging that like, yes, I feel grumpy, crappy, frustrated, irritated, but I can also feel happy, joyful. Like one of my favorite sayings is like every emotion deserves its day in the sun. Like, I think that's one of the beautiful things about being human is like, we weren't, we were not meant to be human and only be happy. Yeah. We're meant to feel this whole gamut of emotions. We have this huge spectrum of emotions. We've got high-end ones. We've got low-end ones. Mm -hmm. And we all know it feels a lot better to be, you know, high-vibing like it just does. But the lower emotions serve their purpose and like drawing our attention to 
um, like Abraham calls it the contrast. When you're in a space where you're not feeling good, you're in this contrasting experience of like, well, this doesn't feel good. Right. <laughs> like, this is yucky. And then, um, and then you can start to take really small incremental steps to feel better. But I feel like that's, that's another part of what I really try to honor in, um, in my circle work. So when I meet in circle with women, um, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying also. So I started circling, um, right when I, I was, I was pregnant with my first. So this was like eight years ago. And again, always the seeker. I had read the book, the red tent, um, which if you haven't oh, read, I've that, never read that one, oh gosh, it's, it's a historical, it's a historical, um, fictional novel about, um, about, D- uh, Dina, I believe. And she was like one of the wives of, um, one of the men in the Bible. And they talk about these women gathering and at, uh, in these red tents and in the book, it presented it as at the time, culturally, like they sent women away to these tents when they were menstruating, because it was like, yeah. you know, it was taboo and unsightly and they didn't want to be dealing with them when they were in that space of their, of their cycle. So they just sent them away. They relegated them to these red tents. But the beauty of these tents was that this is where women came to learn from one another. I'm getting chills. Um, to learn from one another the, the wisdom of womanhood, of all the rites of passage from maiden to mother to crone. And there were healers among them. And they learned the just the wisdom of sensuality and nurturing and caretaking and emotional psychological support and hearing each other and so I read this story and I was like well this is amazing and of course my little rabbit hole you know um scenario takes me to um just researching more into women's circles red tents and I ended up getting trained as a red tent facilitator And something in me just was like, you need to do this. Like, you need to do this. I don't know why you're just, I'm just called to this. And, um, it, I, so I ended up, I think I held my first circle. I can't remember if the baby was born, Nadia, but it was right around the time that my first son was born. And I will tell you those circles became a lifeline for me. Um, we would meet, we meet, um, once a month. Um, typically circles you'll, you'll, I feel like the really cool thing is nowadays I'm hearing about circles all over the place, all the time. I'm hearing about women starting circles because I think, especially right now, we are in a time and place where our culture is in this major paradigm shift. Uh, we have been living under this kind of like patriarchal, um, system for so long where everything was about power and money and, um, bigger, better, stronger, you know, and oppressing anything that got in the way of that. And now we're kind of in this new age shift of, you know, the time of the great awakening. And those of us that are kind of like spiritual minded, it's like, yeah, this paradigm is reset, resetting and shifting. And, um, I think because of that, there's this resurgence of like, we see the feminine, we see the feminine rising around us in our American culture and globally as well. Now, like, you know, feminine energy is really being supported and acknowledged and given so much more power than it's ever had. And it's so amazing. So I think I see circles happening a lot more. I also, 
am in that world. So I feel like I see, I see more buzz and talk about it, but I think it's beautiful that it happens. And typically, um, circles tend to happen. Um, people usually follow like the lunar calendar because the idea of circles is that as women, we're gathering again with other women. Um, and we, we, our cycle mimics the, the lunar cycle. So Mm -hmm. typically people gather like at new moons or full moons. Um, the new moon is the time where, when you would look to the sky, it appears that there's no moon. Like you can't really see any of the moon in the sky. And we say that energetically, that's the time where it's the best time to plant seeds, seeds, meaning like dreams, desires, intentions. Um, and then also looking in and taking inventory, what, um, is going on in my life? What, what ideas, what habits, currently right now, if I want to move forward, what do I kind of need to let go of so that I can really step easily into that next space? Um, The other time that people hold circles is oftentimes at the full moon. The full moon is obviously when you look in the sky and then there's a big white circle in the sky and you can see it and it's it's the phase of all its fullness. And that's the phase where um, we tend to like celebrate. And it's kind of this energy of like culmination of things having kind of come to fruition. And so it's kind of this energy of like, okay, what can we, what can we um, celebrate joyously? But also a lot of times it's like, what can we bring to the fire? Like what else, what are we ready to like, yes, we made it here, but also let's purge, you know, anything again, that's kind of no longer serving us. And so, but you know, whether you meet in the new moon or the full moon, um, there's this concept of releasing what no longer serves you and then kind of setting intentions possibly for where am I moving forward? Um, and then I, I feel like every circle for, in, in my practice, every circle looks different. You know, we usually there, um, we gather and we do some form of like meditation, um, stillness practice, breath work, um, even prayer work. Um, just to harness kind of the idea of the the ideas that everyone is talking about and sharing. We'll kind of like pray that into just like knowing for each other. Um, But a lot of it focuses on sharing. A lot of it is women having the space, like we're saying, having the space to say, this is going on for me. This is heavy on my heart right now. And I, I, I'm, I'm so grateful to have this space where I can put this into, you know, this container, this really sacred, safe container and, um, and know that it's being held and received the way I, I need it to be. Um, so I feel like whenever I talk about circle, it's uh, like, I feel like you have to experience a circle, you know, um, it's, it's definitely the kind of thing that, um, it's, it's definitely experiential. Um, but, oh my gosh, I feel like my, my life has been changed for it because, so I started, I started leading circles when I, when I was pregnant with him and there were, and, you know, I did it every month for, and it's been, you know, eight years now. And there were so many times when I was like, I don't want to lead circle. I don't want to, I don't want to do this this month. Like, I don't want to do this tomorrow. I don't want to do this this weekend. But I did. And it's like, you know, it's like, it's like going to the gym or something like you never regret it. It always feels good afterwards, you know, you have to kind of push yourself through it. And I have to tell you, like holding, I, I now know that I, I created the space because it was something that I needed. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like they always say, like, we teach what we need to heal or we teach what yeah. we need to learn, you know? And I very, very much feel that um, this is work that I need. I need to, I, I have felt this really big need in my life to be surrounded by women that I can be super vulnerable, vulnerable with, that I can um, share deeply with, that I can practice deep listening with that I can practice no drama, no gossip, right? That I can practice seeing them for who they are. And if, and, and it's so beautiful too, because we are, I really believe that we are all mirrors for each other. So, so often, like whenever there's someone in my life that, you know, whether it's a family friend or someone on the street that just irks me, bothers me for some reason, most of the time, there's something that they're reflecting something and something about them is reflecting something in me that hundred percent. Yeah. It shows us the things that like we need to work on. And it's interesting. Cause I feel like that's kind of how the book club is and the app where it's like, we never end up talking about the book. Like we do talk about the book, but it always morphs into something like that, where we start sharing these things going on in our life. And it is a space where it's like, we all just sort of can open up. And that's something that I've been learning about a lot lately, because I feel like I grew up in a house where we didn't really express our emotions. It was like, you don't cry in front of people, you go and do that, like, in private and like, stuff like that. So I've just always held things in. And then of course, there's this whole belief that's totally false around the law of attraction that you have to be positive and happy, go lucky all the time. And lately what I've experienced is I've been hearing left and right about cycles. Like you're talking about the moon cycle, um, even like menstrual cycle and how that plays into life as an entrepreneur of a female. Because, you know, I'm coming from corporate sales, which was highly, highly masculine. It's go, 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 hard work, action all the time. The more people you call on, the more sales you make. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned now is that when you actually tap into that feminine energy and you respect the cycle and you know that there's going to be times where you don't feel like taking action. And that's time where you actually need to go inward and Mm -hmm. purge me, whether that's emotions or saying something out loud, getting things off your chest, whatever it might be. Um, There's a reason for that. And so it's just like interesting that you're bringing all this up because I think, like you said, there is sort of this like awakening where people are starting to realize that maybe not everyone needs to be in this masculine energy all the time. And that goes for men and men too. I mean, we all have that masculine and feminine energy, but how much of this feminine energy has been suppressed over time. And with the whole like red tent thing that you're talking about, um, I know when you and I first met and you were telling me about these women's circles, I was so just intrigued. Like I felt like it was one of those things that deep down I knew about from like a past life or something. And I started researching it and it reminded me so much of like the Salem witch trials, right? It's like all these women for thousands of years did this. They got together every month and it was just normal. It was accepted. And there was so much power in that. And then somewhere along the line, the people in power realized and didn't want that, didn't want 
you know, this power, this recognition, this energy, and sort of put these stigmas around it or these rules around it and all these different things. And we, we went so far in the opposite direction. And now I feel like we're finally coming back towards that. And I got to say, like, we did a breath work last month um, in one of the workshops where we touched on this and about how beautiful the negative emotions are. And I say negative just because I don't know how else to describe it. But one of the things that she said where I was like, oh, it was like that aha moment, right? Was she was talking about grief and she was like, I love grief. Grief is so beautiful because if you can allow yourself to grieve, then that helps you move through the pain. And if you never grieve, then you just hang on to that pain. And so in this breath work, I had the most wild experience I've ever had, like next level, crazy experience, but it showed me grief that I was holding on to that I didn't even know I had. And I just bawled my eyes out. Like I was able to just release it. And I cannot tell you how good I feel on the other side of that because I didn't even know I was holding on to it and now it's gone. Like I let it out and I feel so much better. And I feel like that's what you get out of a woman's circle. It's like, you can't really describe it in words. You just release things and you feel lighter, more empowered, more supported. I mean, so many things all at once. It's kind of like magical. It really is. I love that experience. Yes. Like you're that experience that you just described is that's exactly what it is. It's exactly like, and, and I love that. Um, I love that you went into it with grief. Breathwork is so amazing. I had my first really intense breathwork session like that. I went to Sedona for the first time last year and worked with this insane breathwork teacher. She was amazing on a Hatha Ananda, if you're ever in Sedona. And, um, and it was that I had never done a breathwork session like this. And, um, it's exactly what you were saying, like energetically, just like, you know, like crackling up all the debris inside you and literally like breathing it out. And it, it, and it does something to you that it's like, you're releasing stuff that you just never knew. Then wouldn't you, like when I had this experience, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to really do. Cause I had done pranayama breath work, um, in yoga, but it's very different. It's a very different kind of a practice. And I was like, I need to do this more. Well, of course, but you know, I, I come back and my girlfriend's like, there's this girlfriend like right here around the corner, right where you live. And she leads breathwork social circles out of her house. And like, I've gone to her circles now. I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're amazing. So yeah. there's, and I love that there's all these, another thing that I really believe in that I think is so beautiful about these, um, about circles in general, because nowadays, like I said, there's, they're popping up all of, like you said, like the inner tribe is a circle. There's breathwork circles. There's, you know, these like sisterhood circles that I lead, but they're, they're, they're all around, right. They have kind of different purposes and they have different kind of practices, but they're, they're popping up, you know? Um, and one of the things that I love about them is I really believe in this concept of women supporting women, women, empowering women. Um, because I think again, for so long, we've, you know, women in general have just been suppressed, you know, oh, yeah. culturally in society. And I think one of the things that that's done to us is that 
we've even kind of started to side eye and demonize each other and then judge each other. And we all know what that, you know, as women, we know what that's like to feel the pressure of another person's judgment or criticism or, and even if they didn't say it, we imagine it and all that. And I think that's another big thing that circle work does is we're practicing healing our sisterhood wounds. And sometimes we might not even know like sisterhood, what is that? Why, what's the sisterhood wound? Like, I'm fine. I have friends, you know, or you just might not even know that that's something that we struggle with. But I think the cool thing is that we get in these spaces with other women where we just, there's, there's this, like this care and this nurturing that comes into these spaces, this, oh my gosh, I can, I can really be honest and share. And everybody here is, is feeling the same way. And I feel the safe space to do it. You know, I think when, when you, when you are in a truly well-held circle where that, that energy is really um, safe and created for everyone to feel safe, um, you have this experience of, I can let my guard down and I can just like see in other people what I want to see in myself. I can practice being vulnerable and saying, saying things and speaking about my own life in ways that I might not, you know, to other people in other spaces in my life. Um, so I think that there's, there's just so much richness and depth that comes from these practices of circling with other women. And I think, again, like for me, like being on your podcast, talking about my girlfriend's circle, it's like, there is enough for all of us. I think that's another shift that we need to make is like mentally, like we think like got to get it before somebody else does. And we got to get there first and we got to make, it's like, no, there is more than enough for all of us. Yeah, There really is. And there's more than enough for us when we use each other as resources and we realize that we each can give a tidbit here or give a resource there or like, oh, here, you can borrow my tables or whatever it might be. Like that's another thing that comes from, like you were saying, you had this, when you started researching the red tent and circles, there was a part of you that felt like you remembered it from somewhere in in a past experience, right? I feel like every time I gather, that is something that I always start my circles with is really drawing everyone's attention to the fact that like what you're doing right now in this circle is you are remembering Mm -hmm. what it felt, what it is to hold this kind of space, to hold this kind of like truly like divine sacred space with other women. This isn't something, even if this is your first time, you know, first quote unquote, first time come to a circle, you've done this before. This is, like you said, this has been happening for millennia. Like women have been doing this forever. And so there's this, like, we were truly, like we were made for this. We were made to gather and to like glean each other's wisdom, to like breathe in the support, have it sink in, let the wisdom marinate and inspire and then live our lives. Yeah. Right. And doesn't mean that life is going to be perfect. Doesn't mean that challenges aren't going to happen. That's the nature of life. But we have a better foot to stand on because hopefully with practice, that's what I've learned. It's practice. Mm-hmm. It's 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 coming to whatever your whatever your you know quote unquote practice is, whatever that looks like for you, it will most likely change over time. But being committed to 
doing small things for yourself every day that remind you that you're worthy, that you, that you have the power in you to like align with something that feels good for you. Like it's kind of been beaten out of us. Like it, it has been. And sometimes, you know, even like our, our families of origin and our family systems can do that too. Mm-hmm. So I think, gosh, there's just so much, um, there's so many reasons for circling, you know, just in terms of how we're wired as humans, what we need, the ways that we kind of beat ourselves up. And there's so much richness that comes when we do um, step into that kind of a practice. And, you know, I, I also really want to encourage people to like, you know, if, if you're hearing about this right now, for the first time, you're like, I have no idea how to, how to circle, you know, what, start your own. Like, honestly, all you need is one or two friends. I remember when I, when I held my very first circle, I was, I had done my little training and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I knew that I wanted to gather, like, I, you know, it was like in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, like, I don't know, six or seven people. It was like, so we have, you know, kind of that to me felt like a, a good amount of people to start off, but I started off with like two friends and I was so nervous because I was like, you guys, like, I, you, you guys are my best friends. I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you. But um, I was really nervous um, and it was amazing. Of course, it was, it was great. And, um, but a circle can be two or three people. It really can be, it doesn't have to be, and it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to have craziness. You know, like we have at this point, there's all sorts of fun little spiritual props and tools that we have. Like, you know, we burn sage and Palo Santo to clean the space. We use essential oils to practice, you know, self-anointing rituals. We do, um, we work a lot with crystals and um, different Oracle card decks. And um, we, in my circles, we literally dance around the fire outside and howl at the moon. Like it's, it's super fun. Um, we dance, we do, we practice mirror work. We, you know, there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of things that you can bring in, but so much of it, honestly, for me was intuitive. It was like, well, I don't know. I'm just going to pick up this Oracle deck that looks really cool. And okay, well, I'll share it at the next circle. And, oh, you know what? I, gosh, I've been, I've been, I've been practicing mirror work forever. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to buy a bunch of mirrors and we're going to do this at circle. Like so much of it is just what do you want to bring in? You know, and I love that and give yourself permission to do it. It's like, yes. just because you do it one way, doesn't mean someone else has to do it that same way. Like you could even make up your own brand new ritual that you've never seen anyone do before. Like it really doesn't matter. We all, we all have the answers that we need inside of us. And if you feel like drawn to something, I th- I say, go for it. And who cares? I think so much of it. And I love that you like dance and howl at the moon and stuff, because so often we just take life way too seriously and ourselves way too seriously. And it's like, just let loose. And who cares at the end of the day, like who cares, have fun with it. Right. I mean, so much can happen when you just let go and like, let yourself just be and not worry about what everyone's going to think, or if someone's going to judge you, it's so liberating to do that. It really is. And it's interesting that you're saying that because, um, 
in our circles now we have gals who have been circling for like eight years you know we that we ha have a few girls that are like our my core girls and we've been doing this work together and then you know just last month we had three people that came with their first circle ever mm -hmm. and inevitably there's tears because there's like all this release work but um it's like you're saying it's like giving yourself permission which that is another one of my favorite phrases like just I feel like it's so liberating. Give yourself permission, but giving yourself permission to um, just go with the experience and like, and to put, to put yourself out there. Like I, I do have to say, I am so in awe and so impressed and humbled whenever women come and join a circle, because I know like, we're going to go deep. We're going to, you know, we're going to sit in a meditation and we're going to be like, okay, what do we like? We call, we call in ancestors, we call in spirit guides, we call in any, you know, energies that benevolent energies that people want to work with. We invite that in as we, you know, create our sacred space. And then we're like, okay, what do we need to know here? What questions need to come up? What ideas? And this is what I, this is one of the things that I've learned. It's like, if you want to have a great life, you have to do the work. Yeah, You know, it's whatever that looks like for you, whatever, whatever that work looks like in terms of like, whatever kind of practice, I call them now rituals. I think like anything we do over and over with intention um, to better ourselves, to me, it's a ritual because it makes it feel more like a devotion instead yeah. of like discipline, like, right. oh, it's a discipline that I have to do it every day. And I have to, you know, I feel like we have so much of that in our, like, yeah. but how can, again, like bringing the feminine into it, how can I make it a ritual, a devotion that I do for myself every day? Mm -hmm. um, but it's doing that work, right? Yeah. Doing the work. And so when it, it it's, you, you, there's no other way around it. And so when people come into circle, there's, I'm like, oh, you're going to feel something. You don't know it yet, but you're going to feel something because you're, because you just put yourself in a container with other people who are doing this work. They're, they're, they're going to go there with you. And so, um, I just, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a really cool experience to, to share that with women because it's also can be really scary. It can be scary to like practice being honest with other people. And, and, you know, a lot of the stuff, like, I always, when I, when I first started doing circles, I would always joke, like, don't worry, like, we're not going to make you like eat a live chicken or anything. <laughs> and we have, we don't, but it's funny because so much, I mean, gosh, like part of me is like, oh my gosh, is that so cringy that we literally like dance around a fire and howl at the moon? Part of me is like, oh my gosh, it sounds so cliche. But when you do it and women will be like, oh my gosh, this is so uncomfortable. Like Katie, when she first came to circle and she was like, oh my gosh, that first time we danced, I was like so uncomfortable. And it's funny because I'm thinking back now, I'm like, wow, I never really realized that. I'm so glad that she's like telling me that now, but just goes to show like, sometimes we, we do, we need that medicine of just like putting ourselves out there, doing something different, trying something in a different, in a different capacity than that we're used to, mm -hmm. uh, pushing us out. You know, we always talk life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but I think circle really is that because things will come up that, you know, you've never experienced before, or you've never practiced before, but it's all done in lightness. It's all done in, um, 
really just so much love. You know, I think for me, I just, I'm always tickled like, oh my gosh, there's people here that want to do this again. Like it's such an honor to hold that space, you know, and, um, and just to share that energy because it is, it's so high vibe, like you were saying. I wish I lived in California because now I really want to go to one of your circles. Oh, Maybe one well, of these days. I'll definitely make a trip out there at some point and do this circle because it sounds amazing. And I'm sure they have them around here too. Like, I feel like once you're looking for it, you could probably find it. Or like you said, start your own, you know? And um, yeah, it's, we have so much power and wisdom within us. It's like, once you just kind of, again, give yourself permission to explore that, I think people will be surprised at what comes out and what comes from it and this amazing experience. So where can everybody find you and find your circle if they're in California or just connect with you on social media? Yeah. So I'm super excited. I'm actually in the process. So something I'm currently manifesting is I'm working on a brand new website for, um, for my company. It's called Foxy Mary. So hopefully by the time this podcast airs, we'll be launched. So it will be foxymary.com and you'll be able to find us at Foxy Mary, um, on Instagram. Um, my partner, my best friend, um, Tara Joy, she and I are, we're creating a ritual collective, um, where we're going to be offering experiences of circle work, um, obviously, as we've been talking about, but also like one-on-one coaching. Tara is an intuitive healer and a, and a Reiki master. So we both um, are coaches and, and healers. So we're going to be working one-on-one with people. And then she's also an esthetician. So we're having, you know, the ritual of um, feminine self-care. Um, so you'll be able to find us um, very soon at foxymary.com and foxymary on Instagram. Um, but also for the moment, you can find me at BW Soul Sunshine, S-O-U-L Sunshine on Instagram. So yeah. And um, and then in a little while, we're going to be also having a, a mirror work workshop in the inner tribe too. So yep. um, any inner tribe members can can check out some mirror work with me. Yeah. So you just download the Manifest It Now app and go to the Inner Tribe section. Vanessa is going to be leading it. So we'll get to experience that firsthand. And I'm so excited. This is this is going to be so much fun. I can't wait. And I love the name of your business, by the way. That is so fun. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to check out the website. So Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This has been such a gift to be here with you. I appreciate you so much. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you back here in a few days. Did you know that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results? Well, if you want 2023 to be your best year yet, then you better not be planning on doing the same thing. You need to invest in yourself and change it up, learn from those who have done it. And if your goal is to manifest a life you don't need a vacation from, then obviously I'm your girl. I am teaming up with Stacey Failing. We have created an epic mastermind called Millionaires, where we are teaching you how to recalibrate to the vibration of wealth and luxury and abundance so you can start living and enjoying life now rather than working your ass off so that maybe someday when you retire, you can start enjoying life. Fuck that. We are going to step into this vibration in the beginning of January so that you can manifest your most abundant year yet 
and truly manifest a life you don't need a vacation from. So if you're ready to get started, text VIP to 844-921-0323 and I will send you all the details on how to get started. 